Well, hello, my name's Mark Kelly. And my name's Cathy Kelly. And we're part of the leadership team of Freedom Church, which is a church based in Leeds. Although that doesn't really matter anymore because pretty much all churches that are able to have gone online. And we want to welcome you this morning from our home to your home to our online church service. I wanted to encourage you this morning because right now we are in the middle of everything that's going on with the coronavirus. We're not at the beginning where we're trying to find our new rhythm of life and our new normal. Neither are we at the end or know when the end is going to be. So we're right in the middle of it. And I don't know about you, but this week I've been feeling that. I've been feeling a bit like, oh, when is this going to be over? I know you've wanted to just go out for a cup of coffee, oh, haven't you? And, or a McDonald's or Nando's. I was Nando's so close or... to Starbucks the other day. Yeah. It was close, but I could almost <laughs> taste it. Anyway. I'm sure there's things that we are all, you are missing, fill in the blank for yourselves. So we're in the middle of it. And I just wanted to encourage you, press in to God, connect with God, um, connect with his word, because that's our daily bread. That's what is going to get us through this. You know, God is not a distant God, but he is right in the middle of this with us. He is Emmanuel, God with us, and he's there to help us through this. Stay connected with each other, whoever that each other is, friends, family. Church. Church, yeah, all, all of the above. Um, stay connected because none of us are meant to go through this alone. We don't want you to go through this alone. Um, we're trying to provide ways for you to connect with, with Church Online. Um, but just yet, yeah, there's there's that old-fashioned thing of just picking up the phone and saying hello. Or writing a letter. Or write a letter and post it via snail mail. You know, there's different options um, to connect. So I just want to encourage you, connect most importantly with God who is here to help us and connect with each other. Absolutely. Um, you can connect with us. Just email us, hello at myfreedom.church. You can go onto our Facebook page and leave comments there. You can go onto our Twitter accounts and leave comments there. Just search for Freedom Church Leads and I'm sure you'll get to us eventually. We're even on Instagram. Um, leave a comment on this video as you're watching it. It'd be really, really great to say hi. Say hello to each other. We're going to have a good time of worship in a few moments, but just to let you know who's bringing the word today. We're going to do another what I call lockdown interview. And this was an interview we did last week with a couple called Ian and Julie Nundy. And they are pastors of Vision Church, which is another church based in Leeds. It was so good, so much wisdom, so appreciated uh, them being able to really give good. us their time for us to be able to record this. So that's something to look forward to as well. Okay, before we worship, let's pray. Father, thank you for the opportunity to gather together virtually this morning and to connect with you. Lord, we praise you for who you are and we open our hearts and our, our ears and our eyes today to um, receive from heaven, to hear what you've got to say to us. Praise you, Father. Amen. Amen.
Son, in the name of the Spirit, Lord, we come. We are gathered together to lift up your name, to call on our Savior, to fall on your grace. Hear the joyful sound of our offering as your saints bow down, as your people sing. We will rise with you, lifted on your wings, and the world will see that our God saves, our God saves, there is hope in your name, morning turns to song. guys how are you doing hi good, good. it's great to see you, you. yeah you? Well, well that's for the sake of people who don't obviously know you how old are your kiddos because people might think you've got a bunch of teenagers but you haven't really yeah we've got four children um our eldest josh is 20 well he was 28 two days ago and um, he recently got married 
in um, in January. So we uh, yeah. lady, which was a massive blessing. Um, and then we've got three other children, Beth, who's 25, and then Sam and Joel, who are twins, who are 21. So are you, are you all, you're obviously all in the same house then now? I mean, uh, well, yeah, apart from Josh and Tani, who got married. Okay. And, uh, yeah. But but the rest of us, so there's, 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 there's five plus my dad as well living here. Yeah. So he's like a sixth person that we have. In yeah. House. He's got his own room and ensuite and everything, but yeah. Okay. Right, right. And are you finding that going okay? Has it been a, felt a bit of a squash that none of you been able to leave and do anything? What, what's, what's it been like in your house? Sure. Well, it, it was interesting. I think after, you know, two days in, we suddenly realised we need a family meeting. <laughs> <laughs> You're not the only one. You'll be the only person who said family meeting thing to me. Yeah. Okay. So go ahead. What, what did you do? Yeah, so, it, you know, I think it was just the whole thing. Look, we're all in the same house and, you know, okay, we do live here. We're used to that. But the fact that we're in the same house every day, pretty much 24 hours a day, you know, and we're all wanting different rooms at different times, you know. And so we, we thought we, we need to kind of talk together <laughs> and how are we going to work this out so it's going to be peaceful it's going to be joy filled it's going to work yeah everyone. and so we did that yeah a couple two or three days in didn't we and it, it was good really because we we're just able to set some boundaries and guidelines and so did did, did you guys set the boundaries as it primarily being your your house you own it or or did you kind of come to kind of things together because obviously your kids are grown up so you know they should be able to have adult conversations so yeah. how did you well, work that out exactly what we're going to do no. <laughs> <laughs> we, do this. <laughs> no, we, we, we sat around the table and talked and you know let everyone kind of express what you know their feelings and thoughts and came to yeah. a you know, decision together really yeah. if you can share I'm, I'm interested what what kind of things were coming up in, the, in that conversation if it's appropriate to share yeah. Well, I think I think one thing that Ian does is normally when we're in the house on our own, he takes a lot of his phone calls on speaker. Um, but obviously when there's six of you in a house all living together, and um, that's not really that good. Um, yeah. So yeah, so that was one of the things that we that, that Ian actually adjusting. <laughs> so Ian got told. <laughs> Yeah, you, you got you got told then. You, you got were, told. You were like that annoying person at the back of the bus, <laughs> were you? I was told. Or the annoying person in Starbucks. <laughs> yeah. Who, uh, oh yeah, my goodness. Yeah. That's so annoying, isn't it? Oh. Well, not right now. It's not annoying. Or watching something and it's blasting out. Yeah. yeah. And oh. you, you're just like, do you do they not realise like yeah. how unsocial that is? You know. Anyway, we could we could have a comment. I do miss I do miss Starbucks. Yes. I, miss, I miss coffee shops in general. To be honest, how are you coping? Because you're a big Starbucks yeah. drinker, Ian, yeah, well, and Julie as well. But glad we the draw since. Yeah, I've had some yeah. real <laughs> <laughs> Did you manage to get your coffee delivered? Because you posted something on Facebook last week. No. Do you know what? I had a miracle. Well, it was, it, Josh basically came around the other day because what he does is he comes around obviously he's not allowed to, allowed to come in the house but we leave food out on the doorstep sometimes you know it's you know i think he eats more of our food than he cooks his own <laughs> <laughs> but he came around the other day and dropped a bag of stuff on the door and in there can you believe there was my favorite colombian coffee oh oh wow he brought, obviously brought some back from you know the honeymoon and uh, and he had a spare bag and instead of them drinking it he brought it for me so i felt oh so, so lovely. No, he must he must, so really, lovely. he must love you that's that's good <laughs> oh brilliant really what, what else what else did you kind of um you know have was it like a serious conversation or was it kind of a bit light-hearted how did you how did you go about 
kind of putting together how you're going to work things through? I think a bit of both, really. It was, you know, it was serious in that we needed to, you know, kind of realise we could be in this situation for, you know, a few weeks, maybe months, I don't know. Um, but at the same time, you know, we tried to keep some fun in it. And I think that's one of the things that we're, we're you know, we're trying to do and determined to do that in this time that we'll keep the joy levels up, you know, and, and, yeah. and cultivate that atmosphere in the house. Because, I mean, it's, you know, maybe, I don't know what it's like for you. You've got children who are a little bit younger. Um, ours are a bit older. And sometimes you think when they yeah. get older, that can be easier. And in one sense, it is easier because they take responsibility. On the other hand, what we find is because they are older, they all have stronger opinions about things, you know, and so <laughs> that, that can be challenging navigating that as well. But no, I think, you know, that's one of the things we actually said, you know, is that let's, let's really cultivate a good atmosphere in the house and really work at that and ensure that we don't allow, you know, frustrations to overwhelm us. And if there is things, let's, let's keep talking, you know, make sure that we're talking finding those out you know and then, and then I think well, you know, I, I was going to say I think we I think we do communicate anyway um, yeah. reasonably well but um, it's had to go to a whole new level I think you know we've really had to learn because um, there's so many things isn't there when you're 24-7 together you mm. know, one of the things we we bought granddad which we thought was a real good idea for Christmas was an Alexa um, but Bethan's bedroom is right over Granddad's, so <laughs> shouting lots in the day, telling Alexa to come on and what to play. <laughs> <laughs> and if he wakes up in the night and he can't sleep, he tells Alexa to play. So we have challenges, we really have. So. Yeah. Oh, that's so funny. Well, it's not funny for Beth, but... First <laughs> world problems, eh? First world problems. Yeah, um, well, yeah. yeah. Um, that's, yeah, that's good. I mean, we we had a we had a kind of bit of a sit down. I mean, obviously, yeah, our kids are obviously a lot younger than younger than yours, but they're not they're not babies anymore either. They're not toddlers, and we've we've chatted to a few families who have kind of got that scenario to deal with. Kids that don't really understand why they can't go out, yeah. Yeah. don't really understand why <laughs> things are happening. I mean, kids are quite resilient though, aren't they? They they get through yeah. stuff. Um, uh, but you know, there's there's a pressure. Uh, I've been told the pressure to kind of keep the kids entertained um at least that's what they're feeling anyway um and i sympathize with that i get that i mean my advice is don't feel pressured you know again kids are resilient um but for us we we have kids yet yeah, of a certain age who can just go toddle off to their rooms uh, they understand they get it um what where the difference lies with age with your guide obviously is that there's sometimes there's no reasoning you know if they have a they get a bee in their bonnet particularly um you know that's that's difficult and then it affects the whole house because none of us can go anywhere so we have to we have to deal with it so we sat down didn't we and, and had tried to have that sensible conversation uh, uh, right at the beginning um but it was a bit more this this and this rather than <laughs> we did have a communication but it, you know you've got to yeah. you got to put the finger out i think on yeah. things uh, and that and, and our kids have been great haven't they yeah they've been really good yeah, yeah. i think um the whole like what atmosphere are you creating I think, um, you know, you, you do that anyway as a family, but it's just so much more intense, isn't it? When you're just, you know, we have a break from them, you know, in the day when they're at school. And, um, in fact, didn't Noah say to you? What did he say to you? Oh, he said, he said, mummy. No, Noah is, um, for those of you watching, I don't know, Noah is, oh, it's 30, it's nearly 13, nearly 13 yeah. this year. Um, so he says, mummy, you and daddy work really hard and you work a lot. And of course they're seeing 
yeah, obviously yeah. We're, we're slightly doing well we are doing things a bit differently at this time but they're seeing how much work actually goes into what you know we don't just like doss around all day while they're at school and yeah, you know just you know that just working on sunday business <laughs> yeah was that, is that what you said, Ian? Yeah, so you don't just work on a Sunday. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, we're not, it's not so, just um, that. But I think, you know, we've had to revisit time and time again over this period of, of time of lockdown about what, what are our attitudes, what atmosphere are our attitudes creating in our words and, you know, just reinforcing that a lot yeah. um, with our particular family. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, how... Um, I've got, I've got several questions here, which, which I sent you through. So let's get, let's get stuck into one or two of them and see, see where we go. Yeah. So the first one we kind of asked was, where's your faith in all this? So you guys, you, you lead Vision Church uh, based in kind of the Morley area at the moment, don't you? Um, and, and obviously we'll get into how you're doing church differently in this lockdown situation. But personally for you guys, how is, how's your faith in all this? How is, you know, um, some people might just just go off and try and blame God as you know why has he done this why has he brought this you know they might take that path or some you know where where are you guys where where are you guys in all this well I think you know obviously um you have to pull into God more than ever don't you at a time like this so you have and I think what it does is it shows what's inside of you when something like this happens because um you either you know you have an opportunity, don't you, when hardships come um, to um, to test what is in your heart. Um, so I think for me personally, um, I feel that I've had to pull to God even more, you know, pray more, um, you know, going to the word more. And obviously I don't believe, you know, God sent this, no. this virus. Yeah, I don't want to make it clear for anybody's watching, I don't either. But obviously no. some people have gone that way, haven't they? Some of our brothers and sisters oh. in the faith yeah. have said that. Yeah. so carry on Julie sorry yeah so the enemy sends doesn't he you know um he he wants to kill steal and destroy you know mm. um but you know I do believe God's come to give us life you know and he's come to give us freedom and healing um so yeah we, and as leaders you have to pull into God even more don't you we've got lots of people in the church who are key workers you know, and they're on the front line, they're in the hospitals, some of them are on the coronavirus yeah. pods. Mm. Um, yeah. So, you know, we need to be strong for them too, because they've got to go out and face it every day. So, yeah. so yeah, if anything, mm -hmm. I've had to rise up and, I, you know, have risen up and, um, and believe that it is, um, even though God doesn't bring um, sickness or anything like anything bad, but, but it can um, do something in your heart and in your life at this time, if, you, if you're open to letting. So you yeah. have you have you you've finding yourself digging more into His Word and 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 just upping your prayer life. Then they're, they're two key things that you've you kind of you're doing to help you through this and to help help you as a leader, help other people yeah. as well. Yeah, yeah, personally, yeah, and asking God, you know, what are you saying? What are you doing at this time? You know, what do you want to do in our nation? What do you want to do in our family, in our marriage? You know, because um, like you say, we're together as a family a lot more. We're together as a couple a lot mm. more. Um, we have to help people in the church. We have to be a voice. We have to speak, and um, and so yeah. And so you want to you want to bring God, don't you? You want to know what God's saying. It's not don't matter what I think, but we want to know what God's saying at this time and what yeah. he, what He's got, what He wants to say, you know. And, and so yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And what about you, Ian? Yeah, absolutely. You know, similar to Julie, really. You know, I mean, number one, to be clear, you know, 
we would never see anything like this has been from God, you know, to, uh, you know, the God that we know, you know, like you guys is, is a good God, a loving God. And so, you know, anything like this is, you know, it's either a work of, of Satan, you know, demonic powers or, you know, the, the fact we live in a fallen world, probably a combination, yeah. a combination of both, isn't it? And, and so, you know, crystal clear on that. Um, so I think the key thing is like Julie says, pushing into God more than ever. You know, making sure that we're anchored into him, into his word. And and I think, you know, it's really important that because, you know, we're all being bombarded with, with you know, the media news. And, and if we wanted, to be honest, we could constantly be on social media, on news channels, listening mm. to what's the latest, you know, how many deaths are there and et cetera, et cetera. And I think it's important to be informed, you know, so, you know, maybe, I don't know, what, 5, 10, 15 minutes a day, whatever works for you, but... I think once we start going beyond that, then, you know, what are we feeding ourselves with? And I think yeah. it's really important as, as Christians yeah. and even more so as leaders and pastors that we're feeding ourselves with the word of God, the presence of God, so that what's nurturing us and what we're cultivating inside of us. You know, we were talking a moment ago about we as families, what, what's the atmosphere we're cultivating? Well, we can't cultivate a faith-filled, joy-filled atmosphere if that's not inside of us. So yes, to be nurturing that, strengthening that, feeding that, and making sure that our reference point, our anchor point, if you want, is God and His Word and His presence and His heart, really, for us. Mm, amen. Yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm curious as to, so both of you have said, and, and we would concur that we, you know, we, we're digging into His Word more and, and praying more and praying together more than, than we ever have done before. Yeah. Why has it taken this to make us do that? That's a good question, Mark, isn't it? I think, you know, one of the challenges for the church in the West, I, I believe, is that we, you know, we're surrounded with our mod cons, you know, we live in, you know, of course, there's poverty in the West, we, we know that. But I think yeah. as a general picture, if we compare the West, you know, I'm talking Europe, North America, to many other places in the world, you know, so called third world countries, you know, we have a relatively good standard of living. Like I say, I'm not taking away from those who are genuinely in poverty, but, you know, generally speaking. And I think that it's easy for the church in the West to subtly, although we wouldn't say it, but I think subtly, you know, we, we get by, don't we? and we can get by. We can get through a day by and large without having to spend, I don't know, whatever hours in prayer and the word. So we can, have, we can have a quick devotional, get a thought here and there. And, you know, whether it's from the Bible or someone else's revelation, and, and I think one of the things I believe God wants to do in this time in the church, particularly in the West, is to really re reset the church. And Excellent. Get, get, get us back to the original pattern which he has for us. And I think that means different things. But one of them is that, you know, is really getting back to God's presence and God's word as a priority. So yeah. that's kind of part of the reset, really, among, amongst other things. Because, you know, if we, if we really are going to be the church that impacts the world and influences the world rather than the other way around, like, like I was saying, we have to have something to say and we have to come with, with the presence of God, yeah. an anointing of God and the heart of God like never before. And yeah. so I think, yeah, I think we, we, it's, it's just easy to get subtly influenced by culture and everything around us. And it might not be this kind of mega sin, but, you know, Yes, we get nudged, don't we, onto other things rather than keeping the main thing the main thing. Yeah, yeah, it's very good, very good. Yeah. Do you know? Um, I was just going to say that um, I think one thing for me in this time is that um, I'm very much attached to my diary and like what's going on. Obviously, I kind of 
I guess you would say like I manage our family and you know everything that kids are doing and and I, I I'm not very far away from my diary whether it's on my phone or paper and um, and I, I just realized that I am so much um, so much of the time I'm a human doing Mm-hmm. Um, and and that's just it's it's due with my personality and and who I am and I like helping people and doing yeah. practical stuff and 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 this has been so I you know I I occasionally refer to my diary because I've still got stuff to do but I'm not kind of attached to it in the same way and I just feel like I've been yeah. able to claim back yeah. some of that human being time whether you know most first and foremost being with God in His presence in His Word in prayer. Mm-hmm. Um, and that being my my starting point, and then adding the layers of okay, what do I need to do today? Um, and I think it's it's so easy, isn't it, just to get caught up with you know the busyness of life. And for some people, that's a badge of honour. I'm so oh, I'm so busy. Look at me. Mm. Um, and um, or we can just fall into that. There's, there's, a, there's an idol of busyness, isn't yeah. there? There's yeah. an absolute idol of busyness. And like you just said, then in our culture in particular, how busy you are. Yeah. It somehow expresses how important you are so you, we're not allowed to say we're not allowed to say well actually i've got a clear diary that's yeah. like somehow that's a sin you know like we're not allowed to have those things yeah but, so i've just really appreciated um just i really felt the beginning when we went into actual lockdown of this for for us and for the churches that it's a time to strengthen ourselves in the lord yeah. um and you know that actually it that shouldn't be something should it that we just do in these times but that should be a habit of our lives to strengthen ourselves in god so that when these times do come because there are times that come in our life that rock the boat majorly um and um that we've got uh, you know the core of who we are is that we are strengthened in god and um but i just feel like this time has reinforced that and for me personally and i know for for other people i've spoken to as well so um yeah, I just really, I know it's not, it's not, we've all got a different experience of this lockdown because some people are going to work still, aren't they? And it's, oh, you know, they're, yeah. they're not having this kind of enforced Sabbath that, you know, some people are kind of talking about and they're not having this rest time or time to read novels or, you know, whatever it is. <laughs> yeah. um, so, so we've all got a different experience. Yeah. Um, where else for you? So the word and praying is obviously an anchor. Yeah. Point, you use that word, I think, there as well. Yeah. What, what else in this weird, weird time that we're in has been an anchor point for you? I think a huge thing, Mark, um, for us has been the cross and really the, the understanding of the blood of Jesus. That's been really huge. And, and it's interesting because, you know, normally at the beginning of each year, we do, we do 21 days prayer and fasting as a church. Mm. And I and well, we together teach on prayer, mm. and we've done that for several years. And back end of last year, I just felt the Holy Spirit start to nudge me, and say, um, you know, yeah, do the twenty-one days. In fact, in fact, he said, do forty days prayer and fasting, but right. teach on the blood of Jesus on the cross, which, like I say, is a change for what we normally do. So we, we did a series beginning of the year called I See a Victory. And it was all about the blood, the revelation of the blood of Jesus, the seven times that he shed his blood and all what Jesus did on the cross. And of course, we didn't know what was going to happen back in the last year and how significant that would be. And, and, and also leading up to the election, I'd, I'd, I'd had like an encounter in the Of course, forgot about the election, that big yeah, thing no. happened, didn't it? Not so many moons ago. <laughs> election and Brexit and all those things, where did they go? I actually had an encounter in the night, um, I think three days before Remembrance Sunday, 
and I, I don't have time to really go into that. But in essence, what God said to me is, I want you to start taking communion every day, pray for the election, and, and a whole series of things from that. And 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 um, our pastor actually from Columbia has been teaching many years about the blood of Jesus, but it suddenly took on a new level of importance to us. Then mm-hmm. we taught mm-hmm. on it, like I said, beginning of January. And as we came into this lockdown and quarantine, that's been something that has been really dear and yeah. precious and important. Wow. We're taking communion every day and we, we, we pray certain things over day, every day when we take that communion. And, you know, there's, there's a really powerful verse in, in Revelation 12, verse 11, and it says this, they overcame him by the blood of the lamb, by the word of their testimony, and because they did not love their lives even to death. And that's an incredible verse, you know, mm-hmm. it's basically saying they conquered, they overcame, they had victory by the blood of the lamb. Uh, mm-hmm. And, you know, sometimes I think we skip over that verse and it was Revelation end times and all those things, which let's not go there. But <laughs> that's, that's true, though. That <laughs> is true. But <laughs> I don't forget to the verse out of Revelation. All those things. But, but here's the thing. What's for me significant about that verse is that, you know, those believers, those disciples of which, who it says they overcame, they were living, as you know, in intense persecution. Yeah. You know, a time when, yeah, they were persecuted, that they were being, you know, thrown to the lions, burnt at the stake. You know, anything could happen to them at any moment. But it says in the midst of that intense persecution, they overcame by the blood of the Lamb, the word of the Testament. And so we're really learning the power of the blood of Jesus, the power of the cross, and how to apply that to our lives and teaching that to our family and to our whole church in a way like we've never done it before. And it's it's really powerful and it's really precious. And I think we just feel like we're constantly like... Uh, understanding in greater and greater measure how powerful it is what Christ did at the cross and really it's that it, you know it's it's in many ways the foundation of everything everything comes doesn't it through the cross yeah. and I, I think you know in this country we've lost a lot of the preaching of the cross you know we like to preach a lot of other things nothing necessarily wrong with those but at the end of the day it's the cross that we really need you know at the center of our faith and our churches I think in a whole new way. So towards it, you know, this time's driven us to there in a really special way, I think. Just before um, just before I ask Julie what her anchor points, what other anchor points she might have as well, I'm just could, could you pull out one of those, just one of those kind of messages you talked you talk about so many times that Jesus said, but just could you give us an outline of one of those? Because I think it'd be really good to hear. Yeah, sure. Well, you know... I wish I could do all seven, but... Um, I know, no, just one. <laughs> yeah, sure. no, I know, I know. Um, well, maybe, the you know, it's interesting. Jesus shed his blood from his head where the crown of thorns pierced him. And, you know, when you, when you go back right to the beginning in Genesis 1, you know, when mankind fell and sinned, um, God said, you know, the result of that, one of the results of that will be that, you know, there'll be thorns and thistles on the ground and you'll toil and you'll labor, but it'll be like stressful and striving to do that. And, and when Jesus had the crown of thorns put upon his head it, and the blood then poured down from his head, it was like God was reversing that curse that came right back in the beginning in Genesis. It was breaking that curse of striving and toiling. And I believe through it, you know, giving mankind back authority and rule and dominion to, to rule and also to experience blessing and prosperity you know, in their lives. So that's, you know, one of the, and I think also to enable us to have a mind that is sound, a mind that's calm, a mind that's, you know, full of faith. And of course, in this time, that's so important. You know, when we've been bombarded in our minds with negative thoughts and people, 
um, you know, anxiety, potentially fear, you know, hitting people's minds, then that shedding from the blood, I believe, is to enable us to conquer anxious thoughts, stressful thoughts, fearful thoughts, and actually be able to live in peace and faith, mm. it, you know, in, it, amongst everything that's going on around us. Yeah, yeah that's so good. Are those messages available on your website by any chance? They are, yeah. <laughs> I, think, I think folks I, need to go I, visit. Special price today, zero. <laughs> <laughs> I, think, I think you need to go uh, listen to those. They say, it sounds excellent. So mm. We've got on them all, actually. So if you, if you went on to website, obviously I know some people listening to a podcast might be, you know, maybe too long yeah. for them, but we've got kind of brief versions on, of every one of them on blogs on the website. Brilliant. So what, what website gives the address? Yes, vision.church. That's it, vision.church. Fantastic, simple, Fab, good go stuff. Visit. We got that domain. <laughs> I missed out on ours. I had to add freedom, my to the front of freedom. I missed okay. out on freedom.church. Anyhow, um, what about you, Julie? What's kind of some of your anchor points? I think uh, one of the things that's really sort of struck me during this time more than anything really is that I felt it's taken us back to the New Testament and to what, what it really means to serve God, to love God and to live life as a community and as, and as people of God, really. Um, because you realise what's important, don't you, at these moments, you know, and, um, you know, we can have, <coughs> naturally speaking, we can have so many um, different things, especially in the West. Um, we can rely on buildings, can't we, as a church? Um, we can rely on, um, you know, all the equipment and the me, you know, different different um, aspects of, um, of of what we've got. Naturally speaking, and in this time, it takes all that away, mm. and it's mm. just you, isn't it? And your faith, and your family, and your marriage, and mm. um, and community. Um, so it's just blessed me really watching people in the church you know some people have contacted each other every day and had like a, a midday call just to check on everybody and that they could just um, you know um, just check in mm -hmm. to make sure everyone's okay and praying I think as well for the people on in the you know in the key workers um, it's just really made me realize you know because we're praying for them that as they go out there, you know, that as they're, they're nursing those patients, you know, that God will get, God will speak to them, that he'll mm. equip them, that he'll keep them safe, that he'll protect their families. And at the mm. same time, they'll be able to give away love, give you know, mm. and help the patients and, and have that compassion. And so it just, it takes you back, doesn't it, to basically... It's, it's us and God and the Holy Spirit, you know, we take Jesus and we have to be Jesus, you know, mm. and mm. we have to be yeah. Jesus to one another. We have to be Jesus out when we, you know, in the shops or in the hospitals or wherever, you know, wherever mm. we go. Um, and that takes us back to the New Testament, doesn't it? That we don't yeah. have lots of mm. stuff or things and um, probably makes you look at the nations where the gospel is flourishing and the probably... It, the more the, it flourishes most where they have the least. Mm. Um, so yeah. let, me, let me kind of ask then another question on that. If, if, if it's so good not to have a building or to me, because, you know, <laughs> there are obviously other angles you could, you could have spoken about, but you very definitely said, you know, going back to the New Testament, going back to actually us and God and, and the whole, you know, having the Holy Spirit moving and, and affecting us and talking to us. And why, why then would we go back to meeting as a church on a Sunday? What, what, cause you made it sound so attractive. So why would we do that? I know, I know. Well, I think, um, 
you know, obviously the Bible's clear, isn't it? You know, meet in the homes and meet in the temple. So I think there is always a place for that. And I think um, as a church, we, we, we were very blessed because we, you know, our primary focus is small groups anyway. So everyone was set up in those small groups and they meet on Zoom instead of meeting um, actually in person, which, which is great and it has worked really, really well. I mean, it's still great to meet together, isn't it? You know, when we see all our leaders on Zoom, you know, it's so, to me, I find it hard sometimes that I can't actually give them a hug or be close to yeah. them. So, you know, it, it, it's good to be together. Um, mm. And I do think there is a place for that larger gathering um but when you don't have that you you know and everything else is cut away that tests them well what actually do you have mm -hmm. and uh that's when you know you have to rise up with what you do have isn't it, mm -hmm. and, it and it's the most important things which is the mm -hmm. holy spirit and jesus and you know we have to go back to mm -hmm. the basics and one another yeah yeah, yeah. i think yeah. i think you know you know it's kind of pursuing that thought a little more if you're happy mark but you know, regarding why, why meet together on you know on a Sunday in the building. I think I think it's a really good question. Obviously, having been or still been in this time, and you know, I think for me, what we will go back to meeting together publicly because we do think that it is a, it is you know the New Testament model is house to house and temple court for us temple court being public building of some yep. kind. Yeah. So for us, we, we do believe that's important. I, th I think the adjustment that I believe God wants to make for us and for the church is that, I mean, this is a huge thing is that we could talk about now, but is that I think the Sunday gathering has just assumed a, an importance that is way beyond what God, God ever intended it to be. And for many people, mm -hmm. you know, the Sunday gathering is kind of, everything or i don't know 90 percent of what church life is but actually it's just two hours if that on a sunday yeah. you know and we have you know six and three quarters of the rest of the week day, days left in the week and yet yet so much energy resource time and and focus you know in our minds mm. gathering i think we have it the wrong way around you know we think you know church is sunday and then if we've, if we've got time to squeeze a few other things in during the week we will whereas i think what this is doing this time now is is you know referring back to what i said before it's taken us back to the original pattern which is yeah. church actually comes out of the family the root mm -hmm. of life and the root of church is family it's our mm -hmm. families and then mm -hmm. from that place as families, we should gather on a Sunday to celebrate everything God's been doing in our family and also everywhere else we are in the week. We celebrate that on a Sunday. You know, yeah. and it's, 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 the, it's kind of resetting things to be the right way around rather yeah. than the, the, the way around, I think, for many, many, many churches have had, you know. Mm -hmm. And when we say families, obviously that includes everybody, even yeah. if yes. on the road, God puts yeah, you in families. Yeah. So yeah. just to clarify, you know, if people yeah. are in the law, they yeah. don't have family, God yeah. puts you in a family, doesn't he? Yeah. You know, and, you know, so yeah. was included in that. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, I think one thing we've said is we don't want to go back to normal you know, a lot of people are like Whatever saying, saying, yeah. oh, I can't wait to get back to normal. But, um, you know, I think for us individually, as a couple, as a family and, and as church leaders, we don't want to go back to life, life as it was because, yeah. you know, God's been speaking into this situation, hasn't he? He's been showing us things and, and yeah. um, to just kind of default back to how, how things were is, is not, yeah. you know, it's not I've what God's saying, is it? I've said on previous videos, however, 
we have a human tendency to just fall back into the groove that we were in before. And yeah. so the challenge surely is how do we stop that happening? Mm. You know, yes, we'll, it'll change, probably change things for a period after kind of all lockdown start to be removed and we kind of start getting back into the rhythm of life. We'll still think and we'll still, but there'll come a point where if we're not careful, we'll suddenly go, oh, we're now doing what we did before. Yeah. We, we just, with a few tweaks here and there. Yeah. How, how do we, and that's what I'm interested in, the question I'm gonna ask you both is, is, how do we stop that happening? How do we keep that mindset that you've just kind of explained that really Sunday should be, it's a part of who we are as an expression of who we are as a church family, um, but it should be a celebration, uh, a place where you're taught the word, uh, um, but it's a place where the saints, you know, go from and, and be church in the world. How do we, how do we stop that just coming back to being the norm again? Well, I think that, well, there's, there's no guarantee is that um, number one, but I think, you know, what we've really got to do, I think as church leaders and pastors is, is, is and I think this is the opportunity to do it, is evaluate what actually is the church you know, yeah. or who is the church? Yeah. Because I think if we don't answer that question, then yeah, absolutely, we, we will default after, whether it's a few weeks, a few months later, we'll go back to doing what we're doing because like you say, we are we, we're creatures of habit and we tend to very easily follow yeah. as well what everyone else is doing. So I think it's about, you know, this is a time to reflect while we've quotes been forced into this situation on, you know, what is the church anyway? You know, what did God create the church to be? And then I think start to teach and disciple our people to an, a fresh understanding while they're actually in it right now Give mm. them, start to give them a fresh understanding from the scriptures mm. uh, i mean like we've just started for example to talk about the church in the home mm. and you know there's that phrase that you'll you'll know from the new testament that crops up time and time again the mm. church that met in the home of the church in the home of and you know we know don't we that the, the the early church actually didn't meet in buildings there was the temple courts but they didn't have their own buildings for you know like 300 years after christ and you know so basically they were just meeting homes now sometimes there's a lot of people in a home there'll be there'll be a lot a lot of people in those yeah. homes wouldn't they and there'd be more than probably most people yeah. meet on a sunday yeah yeah but, yeah, but the yes. point was it wasn't a man stood at the front or a woman stood at the front everyone sat in rows and we all listened to that one person you know it was very very different and i think unless mm -hmm. we actually disciple our churches to understand that the church as we have known it what has been normal actually is not god's normal then yeah, we will de default back. So I think we've got to take the opportunity now yeah. to to really, I think, disciple our, our people and and, mm -hmm. and capture this mm -hmm. moment to help them see the church actually something different. Yeah. In my head, I'm going. There's an argument happening, and the argument is what we referred to earlier about this idol of busyness. Yeah. Mm -hmm. the, the reason that we default to that giving church those two hours on a Sunday is because we think we believe or maybe in some circumstances we actually are but I think people are as busy as they want to make themselves with some exceptions I get that yeah. um, busyness will suddenly become the excuse that we can't do those things during the week we can't involve in our, ourselves in, in in going out and you know doing whatever preaching the gospel means to people um, yeah. that busyness is suddenly gonna get in the way again so how, I guess I guess once again how 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 do we think about kind of trying to just shift this idol of busyness that sure. is, is right in the center of, of who we are as a, as a culture? Yeah. I think that to me, you know, I was talking about the cross earlier. I think the cross is central in this because if we have a revelation of the cross 
and that Jesus literally poured out the whole of his life for us, then what response does he call for? Is it, is it church attendance for two hours on a Sunday? Is, you know, did he do that to create two-hour church consumers on a Sunday? I, I don't think that's what the cross was about. I think the cross was God giving his son out of love for us, you know, literally giving everything there, pouring out Absolutely the Absolutely everything. And, and yeah. what response does he ask for in return? You know, well, Jesus yeah. didn't say, you know, come and follow me to the temple for two hours on a Sunday. He said, come and follow me and I'll make you a fisher of men. So it was a call to a 24-7 lifestyle of discipleship with him. And, you know, that was the calling Jesus gave every one of us. It wasn't to attend church. And I say this to our church all the time, you know, God's not after more church attenders. He's after disciples. And if we're a disciple, then church attendance on a Sunday is just part of a lifestyle. Yeah. That just happens, yeah. doesn't it, as a consequence right. of being yeah, there. absolutely. Yeah. But that's not how most people think, is it? And, no. and I think so the, the, cross, the cross demands, that's a strong word, but I think it's right, the cross demands a life response of everything to Jesus. You know, so it's yeah. not that I've, I've given up a couple of hours on a Sunday, a couple of hours on a Tuesday night. It's that my whole life is laid down in surrender to Jesus. You know, yeah. powerful. Yeah. Yeah, and I think we really have to grasp that. Because once we've grasped that, that revelation of the cross and and what that calls us into, it changes Mm -hmm. everything. Because we look at our life and our time differently. We don't suddenly have these compartments of, well, that's my work bit, that's my church bit, that's my wife bit, that's my family Mm -hmm. bit. No, everything's God's. You know, yeah. and, and, and out of that, I joyfully am willing to do. Yeah, it, it does, it, is, it, is it costly? Yeah. Do I get tired sometimes? Do I have to readjust and sometimes schedule things around? Absolutely. But I'm saying fundamentally, my life is surrendered to Jesus because I understand that's what he did and what he calls me into. Yeah. So good. Yeah, that's really good. It's not a bad preacher, Ian, honestly. You should really be <laughs> taking that up. That's really good. Yeah, really appreciated really good. Uh, that answer. Thank you. Um, in that we've talked about church, uh, obviously you guys, you're kind of, you're, you're probably, re- well, you are a good example, I think, of, 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 of doing church by discipling. You know, that, that is, that's the core of who you are. It's yeah. making disciples, being a disciple. That's, that's what all churches should probably be focusing on, but, but we don't for whatever reason, you know, we have different emphases and what have you, but fundamentally we should all be making disciples and being a disciple, shouldn't we? Um, So you talked there about your disciple uh, groups uh, of 12. That's, that's right. Isn't it? Because you're part of the G12 movement. Would that be right? Is that what it is? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, movement family, we like to think of it as a family really, you know, an extended family all around the world. Yeah. So it sounds like you've been able to slip into that kind of taking care of one another quite easily, just doing it in a different way, doing it by yeah. Zoom and what have you. What other aspects of church uh, has has changed for you? How how are you leading this this church in this scenario directly then? Sure. Yeah. Well, yeah, I think first of all, like you say, that the, the blessing for us was because everyone was already in a, we call them vision groups, because our name is Vision Church, but a small group, you know, everyone in the church I mean, we've probably got more people, to be honest, in small groups than we do on a quotes of Sunday attendance. So we were already positioned in one sense to be able to walk into this without having to make major structural changes or think, how do we care for, you know, different people? Everyone's already connected to a group. So that helped us. We just had to get used to the technology and make sure that our leaders... One more <laughs> technology is interesting, isn't it? <laughs> how, do you, how do you do a Zoom call? How do you do, you know, different things? But, but you know, 
the, the good thing is the kind of infrastructure was in place and people were used to walking out life in, in small groups together and, and, and discipleship relationships. So, yeah, so we've had to get used to technology. I mean, live streaming, we've never, ever done that before. Mm. So that was, you know, <laughs> an interesting week, the, the, the week before, you know, deciding what kind of live stream do we do? How do we do it? What equipment? You know, we've, we've got into a bit of a groove with, with doing Facebook Live, but we want to develop that more. But in terms of what else we're doing, you know, the, the core of what we're doing is is our small groups online. Mm-hmm. And then they are they are also making sure that they have lots of connection during the, the week when I mean, you were gonna say what you Yeah, I mean we meet we meet every week with our leaders as usual, but on Zoom instead. Um and obviously then we we meet with them um you know, just on one-to-ones or small groups of the leaders as well. And again, it's carried on as normal, but just probably more regular, to be yeah, honest, yeah. because obviously we felt we needed to keep him more in contact. So we'd be more yeah. in contact. And then um, our leaders then um, help, you know, they've got everybody in the church in small groups under them. So they lead the people, you know, and help the people. So basically we're just getting feedback from them. Is everyone okay? Has anyone got any needs? Is there anything we can do? We've got quite, um, we've got, you know, some of the church are in in a vulnerable position. Mm. So they've got the three month lockdown, if you like, whatever. Um, So obviously we wanted to make sure they were okay. But I mean, they're doing really well. Um, And um, yeah, especially the key workers wanted to make sure they were okay. So yeah, to be honest, everything um, has worked has worked well. The the live on Facebook on Sunday. Can I just ask about key workers? Because you mentioned that a number of times. It sounds like you've got mm. a, quite a larger proportion of, of people who are really needing to continue to work during this time. Is, yeah. is that right? We have. I mean, we've got. I mean, at least a quarter, if not, I would say wow. at least a third, mm. probably, mm. probably a third. Mm-hmm. So we have a lot of key workers. And is that like NHS or, 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 yeah. or delivery drivers or just women? I don't know. Yeah, mainly, yeah. mainly NHS, but also a few, quite a few care workers, um, police. police, a couple of teachers. Mm-hmm. So that's been a very real issue for us. Yeah. Um, yeah. Making sure that they feel cared for, that they know we're completely standing with them. Yeah. Along, you know, I know we can physically be with them, but, you know, we're alongside them in heart and spirit. Mm-hmm. We're, you know, we're constantly connection and in fact Julie had a real god idea um just very early on didn't you about something that we could do to serve yeah. them yeah so we we have whatsapp groups anyway with each let's write this down <laughs> <laughs> we have whatsapp groups anyway with our you know with our leaders and their different groups but um one of the things we can do Ian and I which we felt would serve in the key workers with having so many was setting up a WhatsApp group that they could put a message on any time, day or night, to ask for prayer because um, some of them, well, a few of them are actually on coronavirus wards. Yeah. Um, wow. so that is a challenge, you know, especially mm. as, as those pe- most of those people are, have got families, you know, big yeah. families. So they've got to go home um, after being on those wards, you know, and obviously you're, yeah. you're dealing with in your mind, aren't you, of what I'm going mm. back, yeah. and, you know, and um so and then some of them um so what we asked them to do was actually let us know if there's any of their their colleagues or anybody that they know or family or anything and we've got a key workers prayer like a prayer whatsapp group so um, so we've added lots of their friends and family Mm. to the to the whatsapp group 
and then they post and let us know if there's anything we can be praying. So that's been, I mean, that's just been a blessing for us to be able to serve them in that way. Yeah. But it means any time, day or night, they can put. So, you know, if a family member gets um, coronavirus or quite a lot of the their colleagues have got mm. um, have picked up the virus and been taken into hospital. So we've been able to, you know, pray for them at least. Mm. Mm. Did I hear right that, that their family friends they've also <clears throat> been able to join the group? Is that is that? Yeah, so yeah. That, that group's kind yeah. of served as a, a twofold blessing, really, because yeah. serving the key workers in our church. But then we said to them, we we also had the idea: look, why don't you open it up to your colleagues that you're working with who who are not Christians? And yeah, well, so they like to come on the group. So it's it's, it's almost been an outreach. It's, it is, yes. and it's and it's we feel it's like an outreach that we've got. Yeah into into hospitals care homes because because of this idea so brilliant know. way of serving our community yeah, isn't it? It at is this point much. you know because yeah. some of them are in real need and dif you know difficult circumstances mm, so that's yeah. been a big blessing yeah it's yeah. brilliant Wonderful. so i mean that's that's obviously one way in which you've been able to reach out into a community larger than yours how else is the church that you're leading or has it been able to reach into different communities in other ways have you been able to put anything else in, in place yeah, I mean, we do. We have a CAP centre anyway, you know, for those that are not aware, it's Christians Against Poverty. It's an outreach yeah. for people who are in need and poverty, which we've had for many years. And so that, that continues to run, though it's done virtually now. So we're continuing to support a lot of people who are vulnerable, who are needy, who are in poverty, or, or working their way out of debt. And that has been a big challenge to some yeah. of those. Yeah. Well, yes. because obviously they're already in debt, and then mm. some of them maybe have been, you know, got even less income or... You know, so it's been a real, that has been yeah. a real need. Yeah. yeah. I mean, we've encouraged every individual in the church to do what they can to be light and salt and serve where where that's possible. You know, for some people, if they're vulnerable, then obviously we've not recommended they do it because they need to make sure they're not putting themselves in, in a more vulnerable position. But where people are fit and healthy, we're encouraged them on an individual basis, look out for your neighbours, serve people, you know, mm -hmm. do whatever you can do. And then... At a more corporate level as a church as well, we've, we've partnered with TLG, a charity in Bradford. You may, you yeah. Is that the, the Lighthouse Group? Yeah. And they work, gen generally they work with disadvantaged kids or kids that are at risk of dropping out of school. And what they've done is identify, I think, around 10,000 families across the nation who are probably really at risk in this time of, you know, dropping in. Well, they're either in that kind of range already of of, of, of poor and needy or at risk of dropping into that category and so we've decided to partner with them and we've, we've sold money into TLG and also um, sent messages out to some of the parcels they're putting out to put in in those food parcels for the kids and the families so that's that's kind of a national thing we've been able to partner with them to do and then also internationally because of our church connections in Colombia we found out there was a huge need there because they don't have like the government benefits and things that we have here. Yeah. I yeah. mean, they don't have a benefit system like us, number one. And number two, they certainly don't have the kind of scheme whereby you're going to get 80% of your pay if you're on, on furlough. And so, so, well, it would mean that most most employers, they just finish, they just finish their workers. If, if it can't go, you know, if they can't um, work at this time, they just finish them. So there's been a lot of people in great need. Mm. Um, and we don't realise, do we, you know, we... Didn't even think about South America, got to be honest. Uh, you know, I was thinking about Africa and some of those other nations around there. And sure. uh, 
but I'm not I'm not in the news. I'm not seeing anything kind of from South America. So I don't think that the kind of the the number of cases is as high as some places, but the the obviously they've had to lock down, you know, to stop yeah. it getting to those levels. They've locked down. Yeah. And then when they're locked down because they don't have the government benefits yeah. and support, yeah. people are low income earners anyway, many of them, you know, and so it's very, very difficult. So we, again, we've been able to partner and send, a, you know, um, a generous gift together with some other churches that we work with in the UK mm. to try and help, you know, families and children there. Um, finally, let's let's just let me ask you this: um, you may you may have already said it, and you may want to come back to it, and that's great, and you can reinforce it. But my question to you is: Has God been saying anything to you that you feel is so important to either be re-emphasized or maybe something else you want to share? right now to those who might be watching this sure, yeah. I think I think one of the big things for me um, is in January actually God really um, spoke to me about marriages and families and um, just through a series of events that happened um, it really um, gripped my heart um, and I would you know I've been um, studying and looking to do much more um, in the church that you know that we're part of in that but um, I think really it's just grown and grown and I didn't realise the significance of it when God, you know, the significance of it when God showed me that in January. Um, but I've realised obviously during this season that obviously it's everything, isn't it? Because it's we're all together in, in our marriages and our families and, you know, in homes together. So, yeah, I really, I, I really do believe God wants to do something in the marriages mm. and in the families, and He wants yeah. to bring restoration. You know, mm. as a nation, um, mm. the marriages uh, are not a lot of marriages are not in a good place, and as a nation, uh, you know, as families, they're not in a good place. And we travel to to Colombia, and you know, we see families there, and um, it's not always perfect, but you see a very big difference in mm. family life in Colombia. Mm. You know, on a Sunday afternoon, all the families are together going out and eating together in the large families. Mm. And you just see a different way of life when, you, when you're mm. in this nation, when you, when you look at other nations. And, you know, so I'd, I really believe God wants to do something really special and something really beautiful um, in this time, in the mm. marriages and the families and coming mm. out from this as well. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's good. Yeah, yeah, I think you know, just going on from there, like we were saying earlier, you know, if, if the family is the root of everything, in a nation, number one, but also in the church, and I think this is the opportunity. While families are locked down together, it's the opportunity mm -hmm. to really put things in order to receive healing. Maybe you know, in, I know, I know some family situations will probably be very difficult right now. People. Yeah we're finding it extremely difficult. You know, yeah. we're hearing, aren't we, about increased domestic abuse and things yeah. like that, which is, is tragic. But, yeah. you know, I think on the other hand, it's an opportunity, certainly in the church, for yeah. us to really focus some attention there and, you know, bottom out issues. If, like I say, if there's healing needed, reconciliation needed, maybe, you know, there's, yeah. there's people in families that have walked away from Jesus. You know, I really felt actually the first week went into quarantine God really spoke to him and said, this is a time for prodigals to come home. Mm -hmm. And uh, I actually did a Facebook Live and, you know, and, and prayed. And I think that, you know, while we're kind of put in this place as families, it's the time. Mm -hmm. I don't think it's insignificant or coincidental mm -hmm. that we can only be basically in family life. You know, mm -hmm. God wants to yeah. use that to restore our families. And then when we get back to quotes, church, you know, kind of in buildings and things, we go with a totally different, in a totally different place in ourselves.
you know, different mindset, a different perspective and different yeah. family life to yeah. carry forward into the future. Mm. That's, That's really good. Oh, brilliant. Guys, thanks oh, for... Oh, it's been uh, so good. Yeah, thanks, thanks for yeah. being yeah. Really great. See, See you. Yeah. We so, should could give you a hug. I know. <laughs> air hug. Air what hug. we do in our families if we can't be together, air hug. We should have got some scones and coffee and brought them on and had them. I know. <laughs> we'll do that next time. We could have yeah, a background, couldn't we, of something going on. Um, no, listen, it's been really good to chat to you guys. Really appreciated what you said and your wisdom that you've brought. And I really hope that folks who, who watch this um, are, uh, are encouraged and maybe challenged. Um, uh, about what you said, uh, I just think it's such good stuff. You're very special people, and you've got such you've got such wisdom in you, and uh, it's built good to take an opportunity like this to 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 hear it. Yeah, thank yeah. you. It's been right. and thank you so much for inviting yeah, us on, Mark you. and Kathy. And it's always great to see you. We love you so much and appreciate both of oh. you so much. Uh, Same here. Awesome. Catch up again soon. Should do it again. We will. We'll do it again, but <laughs> not an official interview. I think. <laughs> All right, bless oh, you. Bless Take care. You. Bye. Bye. Wasn't that so, so good? So much in there. Really good. Need to watch it again. Absolutely. Just You can do that as well. <laughs> um, okay, before we leave you, before we say goodbye, just want to ask you, while you're on this video, and you're probably watching it on YouTube, although we do replay this later on Facebook, um, while you're on YouTube, could you please like the video, subscribe to the channel, and... Click the notification bell. Yeah, see, we're getting good at this YouTube stuff. If you like it and if you subscribe to the channel, YouTube thinks, oh, more people like this, so I'll show it to more people. And mm. what do we want to do? We want to give people the good news Absolutely. of Jesus, don't we? Yeah. So, like, click, thumbs up, like, and subscribe, and all that stuff. <laughs> everything. Just do know. everything. Um, for those of you who are part of Freedom Church, um, we've got another Freedom Church hangout coming up Woo! straight after the, well, 12.15, so about 10 minutes after this video finishes or something like that. They've been great, haven't they? They've been awesome. We've really enjoyed connecting with you. So those details will appear at the end of this video. And listen, if you want to, if you're brave enough to connect with us in that way, come and join in our hangout. We'd love to say hello to you. Um, that's all for now. We just pray that you have a great week, a blessed week and a fruitful week. Take care. Bye. Bye.